0: Everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Megan, and I'm Jackie. And today we're continuing our discussion on abortion arguments of abortion, and this time we're gonna go into is abortion ever okay? So these are kind of more nuanced, tricky questions, maybe um, more situational. So a little more spicy as i like to say (laughs) Uh, these get a little more maybe sensitive and personal to people would you agree jackie
1: oh yeah i mean these are situations in which i have great sensitivity even though you know i disagree with the choice of abortion i know these are situations in which
0: it is difficult it's it's not maybe as black and white as some of the other arguments we previously discussed
1: exactly and it's a lot of suffering involved in these situations so You know even though we definitely have what we think is right we definitely have a lot of you know compassion and sensitivity toward people that have been in these situations whatever decision that has been made Mm -hmm. yes
0: yeah these are tricky situations um and this first one is no exception it is the question of is abortion ever medically necessary so this gets brought up a lot because sadly pregnancies can come with a lot of complications there is a lot of conditions that either a mother or a an unborn baby can um, come down with that make pregnancy either very 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 difficult and dangerous or impossible to continue and in those situations people often use that as a reason why abortion needs to be legal or women can have access to abortion for these situations um so one thing we just wanted to start with bringing up is in Ireland where abortion is actually illegal there is this thing called the Dublin Declaration. excuse me well, the it's Dublin not declaration anymore though oh at the time that this was put out at the time it was, it was yeah. illegal yeah so Jackie do you want to read the this quote for us yes and the Dublin
1: declaration as experienced practitioners and researchers in obstetrics and gynecology we affirm that direct abortion the purposeful destruction of the unborn child is not medically necessary to save the life of a woman. We uphold that there is a fundamental difference between abortion and necessary medical treatments that are carried out to save the life of the mother, even if such treatment results in the loss of life of her unborn child. We confirm that the prohibition of abortion does not affect in any way the availability of
0: optimal care to pregnant women. Yeah, so OBGYNs who abide by this um, understand that in every situation where a pregnancy is endangering a woman's life, what has to happen is that the mother and baby need to be considered separate. So a physician can separate the mother and baby and do everything in his power to save that baby's life. And that's much, much different than abortion because the purpose of abortion is always to kill the baby before birth and give them zero chance of survival. So even in the case where a mother cannot continue in a pregnancy, it is much different to end that pregnancy and terminate that life before birth takes place versus inducing birth or having an emergency C-section and providing that baby with the intensive care needed to hopefully sustain life, even if that might not take place.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the rea- reality is that even if the baby cannot live after we separate mother and baby, there is an undeniable difference between a doctor trying to save the baby after that separation against long odds and an abortion is deliberately and intentionally killing the baby within the womb. And, you know, and in a late term abortion, the baby is injected with a poison to stop its heart. Labor is then induced. This takes between two and four days. Abortion, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Right, they think that
0: it's like this emergency, like, oh, let's rip this baby out of you. And it's a process. Like, this is not something that's truly done in an emergency.
1: Yeah, the purpose of an abortion is to, for lack you of know, better words, is to produce a dead baby, not to separate the mother and the baby.
0: So the reality is that in, in, a, in a true emergency, where it is a matter of life and death, that this pregnancy cannot continue, This mother has a condition where she needs to, the only way for her to get better is to not be pregnant anymore. A physician can always separate the mother and baby in a a way that gives them both the best chance possible. So obviously this is not an ideal situation. Ideally a mother would be able to continue through a pregnancy and a baby could be nurtured within the womb. But we're talking about a not ideal situation where there is a condition occurring that this cannot continue. But they should be given the best chance possible. And abortion is never about saving a life. It's about killing a human being. And that's never medically necessary. Um, In in a case of an actual emergency, a C-section is much faster and safer than a four-day abortion procedure. Especially since we're obviously talking about second to third trimester abortions. Yeah. So...
1: One of you know, just honestly the most heartbreaking situations a woman can find herself in is ectopic pregnancies. And an eptopic pregnancy is when a fertilized ovum develops and implants outside the womb, either in a fallopian tube or more rarely in the abdominal cavity, which I have seen the story of a woman that this happened to.
0: And it's bad.
1: <laughs> it was it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, The developing ovum outgrows its blood supply and dies, causing severe bleeding. This condition is rare. Less than 2% of pregnant women have an ectopic pregnancy. Um, An ectopic pregnancy is
0: an abnormal pregnancy. And the vast majority of these are dangerous, fatal. Like, this cannot continue. A woman cannot go untreated for this. Um, But treatment of an ectopic pregnancy is not abortion. And I think this is, once again, unfortunately, where a lot of ignorance comes into play. Either pro-life people don't understand treatment of ectopic pregnancies or the nature of ectopic pregnancies. Or people assume that pro-life people are against treatment of ectopic pregnancies. Um, But an ectopic pregnancy, like Jackie just said, it's not a normal pregnancy. It's a condition that carries a serious risk and needs to be treated.
1: Yeah, and the treatment of an ectopic pregnancy is not abortion. It, the treatment for this condition does not meet the definition of abortion, which is the purposeful destruction of the unborn and the termination of pregnancy. So, Megan, if you want to explain a little, bo-
0: bit, little bit more about that. Yeah, so the intent of a doctor needs to be considered in any intervention method. And in the treatment of an ectopic pregnancy, the doctor's intent is to treat an abnormal condition where a pregnancy can occur. It's not like this baby could continue and grow and develop and be a natural baby. Um, this is a, a very unfortunate and sad case that happens that has serious risk to the mother. And in an abortion, the intent is to just end the life of a perfectly healthy living baby. An intent is something that weighs considerably in medicine and criminal law so that has to be considered it's the intent of the doctor here is to treat a condition where this unborn life cannot continue and the life of this mother also cannot continue unless this is treated
1: yeah it's very different than an abortion where you go where a baby that is in the uterus you know is growing and will develop It's in a part of the body, the woman's body, where it is not, you know, that the baby is not going to survive. And going in and removing the fallopian tube, which is, you know, one of the ways to treat this is not the same as going in and destroying, you know, the embryo. It's very, it's a very different situation than a healthy pregnancy or, you know, a pregnancy where the baby is growing in the uterus.
0: Right. Because once again, we addressed this in the previous episode, but, you know, pregnancy is not a condition or disease that needs to be treated. But in this specific instance, ectopic pregnancies, this is abnormal. And so we're not talking about, you know, abortion taking place within a normal, healthy pregnancy is so completely different than treatment of a medical condition that has serious risk for the mother. And where the baby has no chance of survival unless, you know, they are trying to you know we're developing technology and different implementing different ways of medicine where they can implant reimplant these pregnancies like that could occur in the future yeah. while we may not be completely there yet that is something hopeful and awesome to consider that these conditions would not just be a death sentence for the baby but that maybe in the future in certain situations the baby could be reimplanted and the pregnancy could continue and i know from personal experience talking to a lot of women where this takes place they want that they don't want like this is heartbreaking and devastating it's not an area where they're relieved that the pregnancy can't continue
1: exactly and our next situation in which a lot of people will you know justify abortion is rape or incest which this is by far the touchiest the touchiest situation that we face When it comes to abortion, because obviously Megan and I are so, oh my gosh, like vehemently against obviously rape or incest and rape. And what a traumatic experience for a woman to go through any kind of sexual assault. As someone who's personally dealt with that, I just can't even imagine going through that. So this is something that is very difficult for me to speak about with women. I mean, that's one of the reasons someone very close to me agrees with abortion is because they know someone personally who went through rape and then, you know, had an abortion. And so they see it as that person should have that choice to do that. If they've gone through that just awful situation. Um, and I just, I think our, you know, our view is that if it's a life, you know, that, that embryo, that pregnancy, then nothing, nothing can justify Abortion, even though the way that life was created was just so traumatic and awful and should not have happened.
0: And while we should convey great sympathy and empathy to these women because of what they have survived, that does not eliminate the fact that we can't punish a child for the sin of the father, that we should have the same energy towards wanting justice in this situation and wanting healing for the woman, while also wanting what has come out of this situation to not be ended in a violent manner.
1: Yes, and just the idea that the violent, yes, you know, abortion is violent, objectively. You know, the act of abortion Mm -hmm. can help a traumatized woman recover from the violation she experienced, it just it's it's ridiculous if anything this inflicts more pain upon her and you know most survivors i know meg and i both personally know people you know they talked they said the opposite that the pregnancy and birth of their child is what helped heal them from the hurt that was inflicted on them in this awful just unjust act and a child coming out of such a horrible act is a tang- tangible example in our you know christian view of how god works even the greatest evil for good
0: yeah, and, and telling women who have been raped that they're better off getting an abortion, it, it's disgusting to me. It really breaks my heart because we should be supporting them and helping them heal and walking with them along this journey. We shouldn't be inflicting more pain on them. And I just think about all the women who have survived sexual assault, how traumatizing it is for them to even go to the gynecologist. And I can't even imagine how traumatizing it is for a woman who has been assaulted and violated in this manner to have to go through an abortion. I just don't think people understand, again, what is taking place in that situation. How how much mental harm, not to mention physical harm, that is taking place on her. And I think, too, just an important thing to mention with this topic that often gets disregarded is that in these situations of rape, whether familial or relational or incest, the pregnancy exposes this abuse and the predator involved in this because such a hidden act is now made so visible and physical and it would make sense. It just makes so much sense to me that the people involved in this would want to force or advocate for abortion because it keeps their immoral activity hidden. And it's so heartbreaking to me because... It's so clear that abortion just harms the victim and her baby and not the abuser. There's so many stories. You can look up live action has a lot of cases on this where men will take women to Planned Parenthood where they're trafficking and force them to have abortions and their activity remains hidden and Planned Parenthood covers up for them. (laughs) And that is so horrible because... Instead of this woman getting the healing and the help and the assistance she needs, the act is just covered up in more and more violence and harm and hurt and pain.
1: Yeah, and even if it was, you know, a more isolated act that this woman was violated and, you know, even if she terminates the pregnancy, that is in no way addressing the trauma that she has endured. Like, what she needs is emotional, clinical just support and working through what has happened to her. And, you know, guys, whatever, you know, decision, I know people that have made this decision of having an abortion after being raped. We say this out of all compassion, no judgment toward women have that have made that mm-hmm. decision. Um, because it's just, it's awful. And I just can't even imagine the trauma that women go through with that. But just, you know, objectively, we're talking about abortion is the taking of a life and nothing can really justify that and that is why we are against that but that is in no way a judgment against women that have done this or that have gone through this and i just have compassion in all of these situations
0: right and i just i feel like this should be treated so sensitively and unfortunately i just see the other side exploiting these situations to fit an agenda and using these poor women's, women's stories as a way to justify their position when instead these are humans with hurt and stories that should be taken with empathy, not just used and discarded because these women have been used and discarded. And to do that and inflict that upon them again, it's so disheartening to me. So don't do that. Don't exploit these women for your agenda.
1: Yeah, and they are it's so exploitive because they are the rare when it comes to why abortions actually happen which is not discarding what they have gone through at all but to keep bringing that up and using that over and over again just shows just the exploitation of these just awful situations that women have gone through
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think statistically and correct me if i'm wrong jackie i think it's like two percent of cases yeah that's correct yeah so the next kind of, once again, sensitive topic is the cases of terminal fetal diagnosis. Um, so in case you don't know of these cases, these are situations where maybe a mother who is pregnant at a doctor's appointment, the doctor tells her that her baby has a condition where the baby is unlikely to thrive, I think is the technical term, meaning that the baby will either be a stillborn or will only survive minutes Hours, days, maybe weeks, but it is very, very unlikely that the baby will live and grow and have a life.
1: Yeah, and these situations also just heartbreaking. But allowing parents a chance to hold their child, even for just a few moments, can greatly help give closure and heal them in their grieving process and also honor that life no matter how long that little baby was able to live. And, you know, abortion, as we've said, is a horrific and painful death for the baby. And it's far more humane to allow them to die naturally in a hospital where they can be given pain meds or be made comfortable and experience that parental love for however long. So it's, you know, it's both just a more healing experience for both that 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 young child that will likely pass away very soon and the family involved, especially the parents.
0: For sure, and and there are actual um, units in hospitals meant for these situations to help give a comfortable environment for these babies while they are dying. It's almost like a hospice care, if you can think of it in that way, but instead of for elderly, it's for babies. And I just think that so much more... Values human life and shows that we're not God. We don't get to decide when and how and where people die. We can allow natural death in a very respectful and honoring and dignified way. And these babies deserve that. They deserve that dignity and compassion instead of having their life abruptly ended in the womb. And I just also think it's so important to note that not every terminal fetal diagnosis is 100%. There is no way with with 100% knowledge a doctor can say that this baby will not survive. I mean, you can look up story upon story where parents thought their baby would only survive days and that child is well into their college years now and has lived a long life. I was just talking to my husband the other day about this topic and he was saying that his boss at work her this was the story of her grandson is that he was deemed unlikely to thrive to the point where actually doctors said that they weren't going to do anything they weren't going to put him on life support or anything he was just going to die and his organs weren't developing and they said this there's no chance for this baby and they just had people surrounding this baby and praying for this baby for days And the doctors were shocked because suddenly his organs started developing and he was growing and he was breathing on his own and he's alive. And he's a five-year-old little boy now who is wonderful and beautiful and so deserves life. And so I just don't know why why would we remove the possibility that a baby would survive. You know, children should be treated with compassion regardless of any diagnosis.
1: Yeah. And another situation in which people justify abortion is if the child is going to have a disability and this is another situation in which it just brings in eugenics you know humans who have disabilities are no less valuable than those of us without disabilities and it also is just sign just telling people that are alive with disabilities now that they would be better off dead yeah That they're, because, you know, their life... That you think their life is, that they would be better off not living it. And that's, uh, or their, yeah, their life is not worth living. And there have been, in very secular environments, you know, a woman with Down syndrome, you know, spoke up about how this is not okay that if a baby is diagnosed with Down syndrome, they're recommended that the parents abort or that they have that choice, you know, to abort that baby, It's saying, like, oh, your life, the difficulty in which it may be, you know, to raise you or the difficulties that you might face as you get older, it's just not, it's not worth living. And that's, you know, very similar in suffering. Even in suffering, like, our lives are worth living. We have the right to life.
0: Yeah, and we should not end the lives of people just because they are different than us. I mean, I think it's so, a great woman that you can look up is Karen Gaffney. She has a website the Karen Gaffney Foundation um, and she talks about how there yes she has Down syndrome and that means there are some things that are more difficult for her than for other people but there are some things that are easier for her than other people like she's a phenomenal swimmer and I just think it's so horrible that we would just end the life of someone because they are different than us or may have different difficulties or struggles in life Instead, we should celebrate their life and fight for their right to live life to their potential, whatever that may be, because while they might have difficulties in one area, they could greatly impact the world in another, and that is something we miss out on when we just eliminate these people from our society.
1: Exactly. Yeah. We should be celebrating these lives and fight for their right to live to their fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And it's it's eugenics to think in any other way about it honestly Um, and the next the next topic i guess we can address is that being against abortion is in some way you know a hatred of women whereas you know actually we would see that abortion is actually hatred of women oppression of women it's not the liberation of women Abortion, if you look at the history, was propagated by two racist white men who were obsessed with overpopulation and eugenics, which is the opposite of female empowerment. You know, abortion is harmful, it's not empowering. We should be uplifting and empowering women to be strong mothers and rise above the circumstances that they're in there is nothing empowering about telling a woman that she can kill her child to quite to to quite literally ruin the bond the strongest bond that there is between a mother and child and megan you can explain this more but the early feminists despised abortion
0: yeah actually so my senior thesis in college I went over just the history of the feminist movements and how you know, the sexual revolution really hijacked the women's movement and just the how the views shifted and changed. And one thing I discovered in my research is so many of early feminists in like first wave and in the beginnings of second wave feminism just despised abortion. They were very much against it. Um, and just here's some examples. Susan B. Anthony, it's con- largely concluded or understood that she wrote several articles against abortion under a pen name in a a, a magazine at the time The, the revolution and in one such letter she says of abortion quote no matter what the motive love of ease or a desire to save from suffering the unborn innocent the woman is awfully guilty who commits the deed it will burden her conscience in life, it will burden her soul in death, but oh, thrice guilty is he who drove her to the desperation which impelled her to the crime." So I just find this so interesting that not only does Susan B. Anthony note that abortion is wrong, but she specifically notes that abortion is a sign of female oppression. And in this situation, from men, uh, Mary Mary Wollstonecraft, (laughs) author of A Vindication of the Rights of Women, and perhaps the first feminist philosopher wrote disapprovingly about women who, owing to their powerless position, quote, have not sufficient strength to discharge the first duty of a mother and sacrificing to parental affection that ennobles instinct, either destroying the embryo in the womb and ca- or cast it off when born.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we could go on about the women... Who are against abortion? Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell was the very first first woman to become a medical doctor in the United States. She opposed abortion instead of Madame Restelle, an early abortionist, in her personal diary. The gross perversion and destruction of motherhood by the abortionist filled me with indignation that the honorable term female physician should be exclusively applied to those women who carried on this shocking straight trade seemed to me a whore. It was an utter degradation of what might and should become a noble position for women, and there are other doctors that we will, you know, list in the notes who disagreed
0: with abortion. And Elizabeth Katie Stanton, she's a very well-known first wave um, feminist. She actually referred to abortion as infanticide, and wrote. When we consider that women are treated as property, it is degrading to women that we would treat our children as property to be disposed of as we see fit. So, all of this is just to say, you know, our history itself, women who are fighting for our right to vote, our right to be considered equal with men, saw that the people pushing for abortion were people who hated women and wanted women to remain lesser than men and and so it's just so interesting to us when we see abortion advocates now saying that it is the pro-life people who are against this who are hating women who just want you know you think of like handmaid's tale like that tv show you know it's oh they just want women to become incubators and give birth to babies and that's just not the case it's it's honestly the opposite so just as we're kind of wrapping up our last point is just that we would encourage you to actually talk to women you know our, our podcast is let's talk about it so we just want to really encourage you practically go talk to women who have had abortions who regret their abortion hear their stories don't try and talk to them to convince them or you know argue with them just listen to them listen to their stories this can be one of the most powerful ways you actually learn and understand about this issue
1: yeah, and I just want to plug another podcast by my friend Mary Kate Knorr. She has a podcast called Life Chat, which we will link below. But she interviews this woman who had an abortion, and the episode is called A Post Abortive Conversation with Nancy Cruiser. And the story is just, I mean, it's heartbreaking but beautiful. But it just talks about just the trauma that she went through and dealt with the PTSD after her abortion that she didn't even realize was from the abortion. Mm -hmm. She was in no way against abortion and still had these just awful effects. I mean, one of the things that shocked me the most is years after, she would the smell of these certain kinds of flowers that she had smelled coming through the window when she was having her abortion would trigger her into a full-on panic attack. Mm -hmm. I mean, women are undergoing serious mental health conditions like effects from these abortions and that's something that i think is just very very ignored and so yeah Mm -hmm. i think we need to listen to these women and the experiences that they've had to see that abortion is not just a quick fix and done it's not a solution to a problem it's a often a band-aid a very bloody Mm -hmm. detrimental just awful Thing that is done that women have to carry with them for the Mm -hmm. rest of their lives.
0: And Jackie and I both like our what we do constantly in our life is advocate and fight for women. And we can't, in good conscience, fight for women to have abortions when we have personally seen the harm that it causes. So, that is one reason why we wanted so badly to talk about this because it is something that we just see as so important and something that is just so close to our hearts we're so burdened by this so we in no way wanted to make this you know just to own people or have good arguments it's truly out of compassion and wanting to reach people who we know this is harming yeah
1: and then this is a very sensitive topic we want to speak about it with you know just great compassion and care but it's something that we definitely need to talk about
0: so let's talk about it